kind of my beer everybody we're back at it on the deck Indian summer it's an absolutely gorgeous day today a little windy apologize if that gets in the way but I don't really care it's my show so don't apologize for the wind <laughs> you pompous ass <laughs> but uh um this is a show where we drink beer and talk beer home brewing um so I suppose we'll just get after it today's featured beer or at least not on my end um uh, my black IPA called Ninja Vanish, which is a yo-yo trick, and also a beer name now. A little foamy. You coming, can hear that. coming out of the gate hot. Yeah. It's it does have a glorious uh, clay-like head on it. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> it's, it's coming out of the bottle to show <laughs> off. That is muddy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you got something, you know, get a pour going. Um, I don't know, it was my first try at a black IPA. Um, oh, by the way, I'm Adam. And I'm John. And, uh, so, get, get that away. But yeah, my first crack at a black IPA, they were like the, like I was saying earlier, I mean, they were like, they were hot shit, like, five to eight years ago. I feel like every craft brewery had a black IPA. And they were pushing it like it was the new cool thing. I mean, it's a classic English style. Is it? Yeah. I never knew that. I thought it was just like, well, now we can do stuff. Yeah, no, it was. It's a. They made black IPAs Ooh. way back when. Um, There's caramel coming off it big time. It's uh, if I remember, I could just look it up, but I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> it's Corona. Kuro, Munich Light, Crystal Sixty, Honey, Crystal One Fifty, and Wheat. I think malted wheat. and I think the I think where I kind of screwed up was with the wheat. I don't think I needed the wheat in there and that's probably where it gets its mud look. Is cuz Yeah, you're throwing a good chunk of protein in, but what I'm what I'm pick up picking up on is I mean, I don't even know that I'd really even say IPA. Uh, by classic English style, yes. Yeah, that's I was more going for that. I wasn't going for American craft IPA where it's like we threw a quarter ounce of chocolate mold into our IPA bill and right you know it's wow no that's amazingly drinkable it ha and it has you're you're right that has like last time I was in England last summer and I if I'd have their traditional IPAs which was pretty much all you could get at most of the pubs that I went to yeah it, it was like this is an IPA this wouldn't even come close to an American pale ale yeah they're like 45 IBUs and that's it you know right I mean, you're if you're not eclipsing 60, 70 in America, it's like pussy status. What's going on here? Bitter right. up your beer. Come on, <laughs> quit being such a bitch and make your beer bitter. Can't you afford hops? Uh -huh. <laughs> Man, it's got a, such a great like caramel smell. It smells like it's going to be sweet. I thought I was like, holy cow, this is going to be like a Scottish well, sweet. Yeah. I mean, it does that. There's a bunch of there's a pound of caramel malt in it. Just 60 and 150 love bond. 
but it's not it doesn't hit the tongue that way i mean it, it smells really sweet oh. okay so now we got the yeah. different pets instead of the, instead of a dog this time it's a chicken there's a chicken on the deck <laughs> hey chief jeep chief jeep oh now there's a dog too now the dog is chasing the chicken <laughs> but um but yeah uh, the hot bill was it's Galena, Simcoe, and Cascade. Galena, Simcoe, and Cascade. I think it was like a half ounce Galena for bittering at 60. Um, a couple ounces, uh, it's like an ounce of Simcoe at like 30 and an ounce at 15. And then like, I think an ounce of Cascade at like five and flame out. And then I dry hopped with like two or three ounces of Cascade. See, now that's weird because that would not be... Uh, uh, maybe I don't know my hops, which I shouldn't say maybe. Um, but Galena, I don't think of... Chief, Chief. As a, no, a, Chief, Chief. Do not peck the electrical outlet. <laughs> no, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a little bit of backstory. So I got chickens. I raised chickens this year. And... Uh, they just all are adults now. They're about 10 weeks old, and they all just came up on the deck to see what was going on. Man, there's a, there's a bona fide zoo on the deck. we got a cat, dog, chickens. Right. Jesus. Homo sapiens. <laughs> um, but anyway, you're saying hops, something about hops. So I don't, I don't associate um, Galena as an old English. Simcoe, I definitely don't. And Cascade. Leo, Leo go on. We're trying to talk to the internet right now. Right. You can hang out. No screaming. Go Galena, on. You don't associate Galena how? With with an old English style. But No. I don't uh, none of those hops are old English style, no. Right. I was just more going for um, because the kind of the traditional I wanted something because I knew, I don't know what Old English IPA hops would be, what they would use to get more, I mean, I may probably, EKG probably, right. that's probably the best right. they, they could do. Right, they just do do more Kent Goldings or like a Syrian Goldings or, yeah. um, you know, Cluster. and. But to get a hoppiness that would cut through that malt in a black IPA, I knew I was, if I want those that, those like English nobles, I was probably going to be using like a half a pound or something like that. Right. Yeah, no, that's so, that, it's a good call. And I, I, the flavor profile, I was, you know, when you said Simcoe and Cascade, I'm like, okay, Simcoe's going to be bringing more citrusy stuff and Cascade's going to be bringing more pine stuff than the traditional English mm-hmm. kind of, um, English is kind of like bitter, a minty, flowery, flowery, it's more herbal. Yeah. And so I was like, I was expecting it not to be like that, but this does taste like yeah, like an like a like you put more hops in an ESB and more malt. Yeah, it's I, I did a little research on the black IPA. Like like I was saying, it's um, it was they yeah they would just uh, when the porter kind of came around and the same thing with the IPA that just the pale ale had to make the trip to Africa. So they were just over over hot porters, and they called them black IPA. So huh. that was the man, the cheap cheeps, <laughs> fearless. But uh, yeah, I mean, besides it, I mean, it looks like mud. It is not an appetizing look at all. 
I mean, oh, I think it looks like food. <laughs> it's. Oh wow. Cheap cheeps are like growling, guttural noises. They're like they want beer. Yeah. Uh, I want beer. Um. Cheap cheap. I mean, you can't get light to come through this thing. It's. I mean. It doesn't have a, a like a brilliant color. It is a dull. It kind of it kind of looks like a brown ale. Yeah. Yep. I would I would agree with that. It's like a, a thick brown uh-huh. brown ale, not a black IPA. It's not. That would not be my guess if somebody set this. Said, "What do you think this is?" I would say. The nose kind of has a, like a, a piney. And but it and it's too. I'm on. It's got an interestingly thick mouthfeel but not malty thick you know what i mean it's not like a porter true it, it it's the I, I think the weed is what's doing that the weed yeah malt. and i mean it's great it's got <laughs> it's got a little bit of everything it really does and see i would have sworn especially when it first hits the tongue i would have said that there's like i, I never would have guessed the hop bill you said I would have picked up on like northern brewer hops yeah I could see there's that there's like maybe. a I'm, it's surprising I guess just in low amounts you're thinning out the, the alpha acids and I've been paying more attention to that alpha acids wise like understanding I haven't like really dug into like IBU calculators and stuff like that it will poop on your bag if you let it sit up there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I haven't really like got gotten into like IBU calculators or anything like that. But I've been like just in the the amount of beers I've brewed and understanding like well, okay, so 15% alpha is an ounce at 60 typically blends this level of bitterness is what I can expect or something you know, or a half ounce will get me this or. And I'm, I'm getting better at playing around with that. And I kind of le- I kind of know where I like my bitterness level. I don't know what number that is. I don't right. know what IBU that is, but it kind of... Well, and that changes from beer to beer, you know? True. It's like... What season is it? What? Right. Yeah, what kind of beer are you drinking? If, and this is this is amazing. And I, I, I don't think it's... I It wasn't at all what I expected with the black. I was... I, Anytime I hear black IPA, I'm figuring there's coffee and the the just limited experience that I have when I over overhopped a uh, stout that I made. The the hops and the bitterness in the toasted grains just. I say yeah, your it, malt's gonna bring a little bit of roasty bitterness. Right. The, yeah, the bitterness like the kind of the bitter flavor of burnt toast. Yeah. And. It's not going to jive well with, like, herbal, floral. It'd yeah, be like it definitely too... did not. And I don't even remember the recipe because... I just got a leaf in my beer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's extra flavor. There you go, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, after... In the run-up to... I did a little research on the style, and it's it's kind of an open-ended style. There's it pretty much... If you look it up, that dude, the I can't remember his name, David Heath homebrew, that BJCP guy, right. that guy, he he does a really good job. I love his videos. Right. Um, He's fun to make fun of, but yeah. he it, it 
he's right he's to super the point. Thorough. And I, I like the fact that he doesn't ever like feel the need to show himself. No. It's just here's... And he shows images of what he wants you to see. Mm-hmm. If that can be and so you don't spend a whole bunch of time looking at something that you don't need to watch him set up something. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody knows how to freaking boil water. Yeah. We don't need to see you yeah. set it up. Yeah. On this brew, I'll be using a grain father. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I watched a video on, on a black IPA, and he basically outlined, like, I mean, he outlines lots of different styles and stuff, like, based off of the BJCP guidelines or whatever, what's acceptable in competition. And what I've, my understanding is, like, black IPA is, like, uh, pretty much throw anything you want into a malt bill for black IPA as long right. as it ends up dark right and then and then hops are pretty much here's what's typically ideal and then that was like it seems like it's one of those styles where it's like do whatever the hell you want as long as it's dark and that's pretty much i mean i'm sure that's i just made it way less technical than bjcp guidelines but you know but (laughs) the gist i got from it was like you can just have fucking any kind of malt in it yeah not that i don't know of I don't think it's officially a style. Yeah, I mean, maybe I mean maybe not. I like, he's, but he he was the one that illuminated to me that it is uh, an old English style. It is it is recognized. By I don't the, know in competition, but that's like the earliest like what could be considered a black IPA was back then. That, like I said, the English were just over hopping porters to make a make it to India. Right. So. So, God, that that aroma is just so caramely sweet with that honey ale. It's great. I it's it, it would be off putting if that hit your tongue. G teeps, no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> They're going for the electricity. Pretty soon we'll have. Oh, John's got the fix. They're like, uh, <laughs> if you're not gonna give us beer, we're gonna get her. <laughs> We're going to get a buzz. Right. We're going to get a buzz one way or another. Do it. We want chicken nuggets. <laughs> but yeah, that's the... It's one that's it's on my tappers right now, and I can tell it's not It's not a huge hit. No? It's not. Uh, not. Uh, I like it a lot, so I'm wow, drinking Wow, I think... It. And especially just, it seems like really autumn-y, and... My tappers, it's three quarters dark beer right now. Uh, three out of four, it's dark. That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> Do you want your stout with bourbon, coconut, or <laughs> nothing? Yeah. Speaking of which, you said coconut. That was one of the things you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Adjunct um, and... Yeah, adjunct flavors and things in beer has not been my my deal. I've been straight trying to replicate, and I would experiment with stuff. But within just malt hops and key water, yeah, key ingredients, and so I had some jalapeno wine over at New Glarus at uh, Bailey's Run Winery, and the jalapeno wine—it was like, wow, this is fantastic! It was just infused and just a perfect amount, and so I thought, oh, there's got to be a a good beer recipe with jalapeno in it and so then I did some research and then kind of started thinking a Kalsch nice crisp Kalsch or 
a cream ale and then kind of thought, oh, corn, seems like corn and jalapenos have to go together because tortillas and nachos. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, I kind of just thought, well, Wisconsin, I was in New Glarus. Why not Spotted Cow? And so I started looking for a clone. Can't really find one. I guess they're pretty close. They keep their recipes pretty close to their chest, not like some other craft breweries. And so then I just uh, kind of kept looking at different recipes and dialed in on one that I thought was pretty close to a spotted cow. And I amped it up a little bit to give it a little bit more green, grainy taste. And then did it, and it was great. Just Yeah, that jalapeno beer was awesome, which was, I remember you telling me, what, what was it you threw in, like, you threw in what would have been a, a dangerous amount of peppers in the beginning. Yeah. Leo. Leo, leave the squirrels alone. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember it was a... Yeah, it was, it was almost a pound. Yeah, I, yeah. The, one of the recipes that I saw called for a pound. And, Leo, you got to go inside. <laughs> Leo, you want a treat? Go inside. Mom will give you a treat. Intermission. There we go. Wouldn't be a podcast without, without, right? Without zoological interruption. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So where was I? Oh, yeah. So um, the recipe called one of the recipes that I saw called for a pound of jalapenos, and so I went with 0.87 of a pound and thought, well, that's close enough. I want to use some in in cooking, so I didn't use them all. And then I started looking at other recipes, and they were talking about, like, three jalapenos or five at the most. And I was like, oh, I think I used, like, 12. So I thought, I better get that out of there. And so it was not even 24 hours. It was, like, 18 hours that it was sitting on that. And then I just pulled the beer off right away, and I was thinking on leaving it in there for a week. Which is fucking, it was fucking awesome. Right. The way it turned out. So, so like kind of lucky that it ended up that way right it was uh, exactly i would describe it as infused it was infused with pepper it was definitely there it wasn't um over the top though i suppose instead of letting them sit on three to five peppers for you know however many right five days days, 12 peppers for a few hours (laughs) (laughs) right i mean or yields the same result but a hundred in there for Five 38 seconds <laughs> <laughs> yeah it turned out great um yeah you did that and then uh you also did the coconut porter i've also done the coconut porter yeah i was kind of following your lead and i couldn't find any toasted coconut like you said you used store-bought yeah, I toasted stuff. i couldn't find any toasted so i had to throw it on a cookie sheet and toast it and so there was some that was still kind of you know pretty raw uh, I was more concerned about bacteria so I just wanted to make sure that it was um, pasteurized you know get it yeah, up yeah. to 160 or whatever and so I just kept stirring it and 
there, you know, there was some around the edges that was hard for me to, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't going to worry about every single flake. So there were some flakes sure. that were pretty dark toasted. And then there were some that were still pure white. And I just checked, you know, kind of ran my digital laser pointer thermometer over it. And I got, you know, 170 at the lowest point. Are you, did you just buy like a... It's a bag just of just a like, bag of like finely shaved yeah, stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember you were saying because you just chucked it in the fermenter and then it looked, you know, real nasty when right, you threw it yeah, in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like, it it looked like you're gonna be fighting with a toilet for a little while with a plunger if you saw that in one of your, <laughs> yeah. one of your bathroom fixtures. Yeah, I just bought my toasted coconut, um, organic aisle at the old Woodman's. Um, you can get it in like half pound bags. Oh. So. I think I just used a half pound in a five in five gallons, but I just threw it in the hop spider, like I told you. Just racked it right on top of that and let it sit in there until the keg was gone, which took not very long at all as soon as people got a try of it because I guess, I mean, if you like, I guess the question is, is do you like beer and do you like coconut? If yes, this thing is like, right. you know, you're going to, yeah, it will bring you pleasure. <laughs> like it's, yeah, you know, everybody really porter. liked like mine too. Yours that, is very, like porters. Yeah, yours is very good. I feel like yours is even more coconutty, and maybe that's a result of actually toasting it yourself. Because you, yeah. you'd come right out of the oven, right into the fermenter. Yeah, so you yeah, because I didn't want to let any bacteria get on there, because so. I was throwing it in the fermenter, you know, after. Maybe so. there's something to do with, like, yeast activity and stuff like that, because when I racked it right onto the keg, I don't know. I'm just well, know, shot I, in the dark. I, I got a feeling that I I had so much more surface area than you did. That could be, you know, because yeah. if you're putting it in a hop spider, in the keg, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you've got it all packed in. How much is actually True. Of that oil is diffusing out from the center? You know, it's like getting bound up in there and Cause, uh, yeah, coconut yours swells. Was, yours is much more. Well, I, I don't say too much more coconutty, but it's definitely. It's more pronounced than mine was. Mine was a lot more subtle. That and I, as much as anything, I noticed that when I compared the coconut to the non-coconut, there was no comparison. In in that there was vanilla flavors, that it's like where did that come from? It yeah. wasn't in the regular one because I did ten gallons and put coconut in half. Yeah. And then just tasted them, and it's like the one. It's like. Wow, that has really strong vanilla flavor that kind of follows the coconut essence. And it's like, okay, coconut apparently makes up flavors. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, like, screwing around and throwing fruit and different stuff in beers. Like, uh, one, another one of, like, they're the most popular beers that I brew besides maybe the Sleeper. And, uh, junky motorcycle or something just went by or something like that, but, uh. Pretty sweet bike, but oh, was it? Oh, I don't know. I got my back to the road, but uh, the I do brew that was a, again a huge hit. I brewed, I brewed it, you know, I had it on my tappers, it lasted all of a little over a week. Which one? The I do brew, my pineapple one. I the one did... I the one I brewed, I had on tap for the day uh, when you married me. All right, okay, okay, I do remember. I was thinking, I, I do remember being in there and tasting it once, but. And as I remember, it wasn't super, it wasn't, uh, I brewed, I brewed it with the intent of it being, you know, just mass appeal. Everybody should, if you like pineapple, you should like this. Right. 
it's just a standard kind of pale ale recipe. I think it's what is like 10 pounds two row, half pound flaked wheat, half pound acid, just for some head retention and some pH droppage. And then it's like um, Amarillo and uh, it's a half ounce nugget in the beginning for bittering. And then a bunch of Amarillo and lemon drop at the end, like 15, 10, five flame out Amarillo. I'm going back and forth Amarillo and lemon drop. And that's like, because I'm really supposed to be orangey. And then Lemon Drop is obviously mango. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then what I do is at the end of it, at the end of the boil, I also literally juice it with a bunch of pineapple juice. Um, and bread. what do you think, what do you think came of that? Because as I remember, the pineapple wasn't super prominent. No, it's, it, it was dried up. There wasn't a whole lot of like, pineapple. You all the sweet. sweetness, but that pineapple essence just lingers and hangs around. And I think it's bolstered a little bit by, especially the lemon drop, keeps that like acidic nature of pineapple right. hanging around. And so it's not sweet like pineapple, but it it's crisp, crushable, acidic. It's a it's a gorgeous summer beer. And every, yeah, that's you know, what I remember. But it was hot AF as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I brewed it again by request from a bunch of people that I work that I work with, and I I sold out of five gallons. I ended up selling. He traded. I, I sold a growler that just happened to have some beer in it. Right. I forgot you rented. It, yeah. You rented somebody a growler for a <laughs> week for ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, by, it was very popular, and that got on gas and got carved up and lasted not even two weeks. But yeah, these fruit beers that I'm doing are, end up being some of the most popular stuff that I'm brewing. Everybody loves it. Everybody, the coconut, oh my God, that was awesome. You got to right. brew more of that. And so, and a lot of times, it's like I say, oh, I got a coconut porter. They're like, what? I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's like, um, you got to walk down the beer aisles a little more often. <laughs> yeah. It's out there. They've been around for quite a while. And it's it's a gorgeous. It's a, it's one of those like match made in heaven sort of things. It, well, and I think that um, yeah, and if you like if you like coconut, definitely. But yeah. I think that um, the ones that I've tasted, I I think there are something to do with the freshness of the beer, because the coconut ones I've had, and maybe maybe they're using you know like. Um, Uh, what's the word? What am I looking for? You know, like the flavor um, oh, concentrates. Yeah, thank you. Extracts. And because I haven't tasted anything that were super compelling. I have tasted one out of a can, and I can't remember. It had a blue, kind of a, it was black and light blue can. We, we did one way back. It was still like winter out when we were doing the dueling beers thing, like when that was our, right. we were trying to do that. It was uh, City Lights out of Milwaukee. Uh, that maybe it, was that a light blue can? I think it was like a silver can with yeah, either blue or green on it. Mm. They're one of those breweries that like all their cans look the same and they just have like a different color in their logo right. to denote which beer it is kind of thing. So I think it's a green or blue or something. I, I could be totally wrong, but... There was that one we drank it, and we, you know, I, I remember both really enjoying it. Yeah, so. and but I think that ours tasted, both of ours had just a, um, <clears throat> just a, a a brighter flavor. 
Uh, just and I think that had to do with freshness. I mean, yeah, because we're, we're drinking it right after we're you know throwing right. coconut on it, carving it up. And right. We're not drinking it a month after we. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone by then. I mean, I even noticed that was a thing with mine. As quick as it went towards the end, it wasn't as the coconut wasn't as pungent and in your face towards the end of it. So at least that was with with mine. Um, that could be just because, like, towards the end, maybe that hop spider was sticking out of the beer, so the coconut wasn't as in contact with it. Or, yeah, well, you know. I wonder. I mean, you'd think that with if coconut, I would guess a lot of the flavors would come from oils. True. Which would, you know, since they're lipids, nonpolar, they're going to float to the top. I, I would guess. Um, I don't know that, it, you know, carbonated it would have anything to do with the density and so it would sink to the bottom. So I, you would think that you would get more concentrated oils if the coconut flavor comes from the oil at the end. As you get towards the bottom, then you're concentrating. But I mean, you said a lot of big words. <laughs> right. You're a science teacher, so I'm inclined to think that, yes, you're probably right, but that was not my experience. So Right. So did, yeah. obviously there's something different. Maybe there's also something with CO2. That, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was especially the aroma. I remember like smelling it. Is you know the first probably couple gallons I took off of that thing it was just it was like a mounds bar punched me in the face. I hate and, that when they do that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know that's what it was like those those first couple gallons, and it was super awesome, and it tasted super coconutty, and it was super you know it was just great. And it was great all the way through, but definitely the aroma went away once kind of got to that last gallon and a half or something. Um, and definitely after the keg was empty, the aroma was... Yeah, it was totally gone after Almost that. non-existent. It was, it was like completely... It's like I had to make more of it or something. <laughs> right. It's like you go down and you pull on your tapper, and it just goes... Yeah. And you sniff it, and it doesn't smell... Same. It just smells like foam hitting you in the nose. Right, and <laughs> kind of burns. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I got, I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to continue to experiment with it, especially fruit and stuff like that. I'm a big proponent of, like, it's got to be, we were talking, uh wasn't last week, but the week before I was over here, you were brewing the, what is your latest venture into um, adjunct laden, because you're doing the banana pepper beer. Yep. Same, was it the same grist or malt bill is the grist yes hops no i did go with um those that i i went with columbus and oh, yeah, liberty yeah. yeah and they it was that is probably two of the most interesting hops i mean they're both great hops one was just so dank the columbus was mm-hmm. so you know dank and then yeah. the liberty was so um, it was peppery, right? Pepper and 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 like herbal pepper, notes. But yeah, it was. Those are two interesting, and we just tried a little bit, just a quick, because you just kegged it. Yep. For the listeners, we tried it. It was basically right out of the fermenter. It was. It has a little bit of that pepper kick, pepper kick, but it's nowhere near the heat level, the Scoville level, like you were saying, of the jalapeno one. Yeah. But it kind of has that weird acidic. You were saying it just fe- it feels more infused because they sat on the peppers longer. Yeah, yeah, because I left it on there for five five whole days, but I only did five peppers. But the banana peppers were considerably bigger than the jalapeno peppers were. 
but I really like that you can pick up on the roasted yes, flavor. And I, I, I should have taken a picture when I dumped out the fermenter because, you know, it's like you could still see the char lines because I, I did them on the grill. Yeah. And there was, you know, there was black sections. I love just eating peppers like that. Just roasting them on the grill and just yep. charring them up on one side or something like that. And just to, God, I love that. But... Yeah, your your pepper beers have been insane, and I got another one fruit. I got uh, I did more of that porter because high demand for the coconut, and I want to actually be able to drink more of my more of my own beer that I make this time <laughs> around. So I'm doing the coconut thing again. And I made but I made ten gallons, and so half will be the coconut, and then I'm doing the, the other half uh, black cherry vanilla, or not black cherry, but tart cherry uh, vanilla porter. So I'm excited for to see how that turns out. I actually. I just let it get through primary ferment, and then I tossed in all the tart cherry puree um, and two vanilla beans, and I'm just going to let it, it re-fired up fermentation, bloop, 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 start it up again, so I'll let that fire through all that. And I think that's that's wise. You said you get let it get through primary, because I think the pH with the tart cherry, I would it's gonna come way down. guess that you are going to lower your pH to a level that's not going to be great for yeast oh. for initial, yeah, you know, yeah. let's get them kicked off. Maybe. I don't know. but Well, I'm using USO5 for it, and that's supposed to be a robust yeast, so it just kind of fires through anything. Yeah. But, and I'm not seeing any, and I'm also kind of keeping my eye on, eye on the temp on it, too. I'm, Oh, I'll never I'm doing, do that. <laughs> I'm, but I'm keeping an extra eye on that one. I'm doing the whole, uh, what do they call it, the swamp cooler method. Mm. I'm just getting a towel wet and wrapping it around the fermenter. Yeah. Which but works you, wonders in my basement. Keeps it at 62 to 66, which is perfect for ales. It'll ferment a little slower, but it'll be clean. Right. So. Um, yeah, do you have it in a tub? Then? No tub. I just go down, oh. and every day I just get the towel wet again. Oh, if you get one of those Rubbermaid tubs. I do have one. And then throw your fermenter in that, and then just put eight inches of water. But then I I just use the T-shirt. Cause oh, the T-shirt will just wick the water Right, up. and it wa- wicks the water up. And and then it, in the event that it starts getting too warm, I always have like eight of those little, you know, things you throw in like a lunchbox to keep it cold. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I would just throw a couple of those, and then... Um, I started freezing two liter bottles of, you know, three quarters full of water. I've used juice concentrate before to, to cool yep, down. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I used, I had to cool down a stout that, I made a chocolate stout, breakaway chocolate stout, and then I used ESB yeast in it. Uh-huh. Just because I didn't, it was like, whatever, I got these packets of yeast and I didn't use that. Them. That seems super solid to me. Yeah. And, and ESB yeast is a classic English, so. And the ESB yeast, it was, I think it's Lollymon's ESB or whatever, and I put, I pitched into this, into the fermenter, and it fired off like a rocket. Like, it was just completely just, and it, like, yep. was, I had, was doing the towel method and everything. It was like, it was getting to, like, 76, 78. I'm like, Jesus! Like, I had to, <laughs> so I got, like, the big tub out and I threw a bunch of water and then I took like all my ice from my ice maker and my fridge and all my juice concentrates and just did everything I could to cool it down because it was 
and it's, it things shot off like a rocket, blow off tube. I lost like half a gallon of beer because it was just blowing it off so hard, and then it was done in like two days. Primary was, it was like. Yeah, it was I think insane. ESB is closely related to Nottingham because I get that with Nottingham all the time. Yeah. That it's like, I have multiple dents in my ceiling where I do my fermenting <laughs> from it. You know, the foam will clog up the thing, and pressure will build up, and it'll finally just go, poop. Yeah. And shoot the thing off and hit the ceiling. I actually had that happen to me the first time we actually launched a fermenter off. A fermenter? Or a, or a, yeah, a, a fermentation fermenter, lock. Yeah, uh, an airlock. Um, that would be awesome so at some point to have it. <laughs> you ferment it upside down so it'll <laughs> shoot off like a rocket. But, uh, yeah, I had it happen when I did, uh, my... I got a Dunkelweizen that's next in line. It'll be the next beer that gets on my tappers. But that thing, I used um, Lollimon Munich Classic Wheat Ale Yeast or whatever. Right. That, Jesus. It was like it was making bread while it was just completely, like, the... the like the aroma? Well, just... Yeah, it filled my basement with, like, yeasty bread. <laughs> like, it was just completely... And then it completely just popped off the from off, popped off the airlock, and I was just oh, this, it went crazy. Yeah, I okay. was getting this weird. Thi- it wasn't. It was like a a bready, like it was a paste. That okay, was the, out of the, my, the, yeah, the, right. The, the, it wasn't uh, a foam. foam. It was like right. a paste that I could like take off and like mold into like oh, it's a you know I made a spaceship, <laughs> you know like <laughs> it was like Play-Doh almost. And when I say spaceship, I mean. The third generation Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, <they're>, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't just a tube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the Millennium Falcon, complete with like all the little satellite dishes and shit that are on it. And, and the little hiding compartments where they hid in on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Chewbacca's in the window. Oh. <laughs> but. So yeah, I to get back onto the adjunct stuff. I'm. I've been like the wheels have been spinning, like what other fruit would jive with what other styles? Like I've, I think I brought over that one I got from Viking Group up in Stoughton, that blueberry wheat. I'm a big fan of beer. Like that's why I like the, at least every way I've done it is that I don't like it, and I I always describe it. I think last, like two weeks ago Dan was here, and he was talking about how like he enjoys the beers too that like you've made of that coconut porter that he had. And he's like it's good because it's beer first. And then there's coconut in the background, and it just yeah, keeps, exactly. You know, I don't want to drink cherry juice that has a hint of beer to it. Yeah, so that's why I'm I'm fi- having great success with these purees that I get, and just throw them into a beer after it's done with primary. So it's like you already got beer, you throw the puree in, you re-wake up the yeast. That flavor kind of gets in there. Yeasts are more happy with more sugar and get a little bit more boozy product, but it, it's. You're getting different flavors and stuff like that, so it's like it's a win on all on all accounts. It's boozier, it tastes better, it's more interesting, it's you know, Easter happy, <laughs> like it. right? But I, but that was the same thing with that wheat beer, with that blueberry. It was like it was just a hint of blueberry going on. It was just a good wheat beer, and there was like, oh yeah, there's some blueberry action going on in there, and it's you know, it's kind of like it at the tail end, you would catch and it's like yeah, it's yeah, it's. Kind of like a blueberry juice or something. Right. Or, yeah. Blueberry muffin. Yeah, something like that. I don't like it when they, you know, you go to a place and it's becoming more and more popular for craft breweries. It's like, you know, uh, 
blackberry coffee cake stout or something like that and you get it and it's yeah. you get it and it's purple right and it's like this is just you come on you know this, this is kool-aid that you, right. you know like it's got concord grape juice beer yeah that's what it's turning into though it's turning like these pastry stouts and i mean and i'm not trying to shit on what people like i mean they, i've tasted them they're good and they do taste like oh yeah this is strawberry you know it's right, strudel yes okay. yeah toaster strudel, strudel stout. Stout. <laughs> yeah <laughs> toaster strudel hefefeitzen but it's and yeah i've tasted them and they taste great but it's one of those it's like all those beers the thing that they're tr- that they're selling you on is not the beer it's the thing that they made the beer taste like you know right yeah and they they shouldn't sell pints of those that should be illegal <laughs> it should just be a little just a quick taster a right, little plastic hey this is this is how we tried to fuck up beer <laughs> it should come in a capri sun pouch <laughs> best idea ever damn that's it here here you go here you go just poke the straw in watch out <laughs> If there's a guy over in the corner who might beat you up for your for the rest of your lunch money. <laughs> yeah, that's. Have you seen? There's some that I'm kind of intrigued by. There's I've seen videos in the on, online some of the homebrew channels that I frequent on YouTube. But there's like uh, like dill pickle sours and stuff like that. Have you heard of these? Have you, I, seen, have you seen these? Have you heard of this? <laughs> have you seen these? Yeah. No, I have not. I'm kind of intrigued by it. I mean, I like pickles a lot. I don't know if I like them enough to, like, brew a five-gallon batch of these beers, but I'd like to find one if there's commercially available, like, distributed to this part of the States. But uh, I'd like to get, you know, get my hands on a can or a bottle and try, like, a dill pickle sour. Because I, I don't like sour beers very much at all. But I bet if there was one that would make sense... It would be something like a dill pickle sour, because you get more like a vinegary. Like a, the recipes I've seen actually incorporate like white vinegar, you know, fresh dill, right? Salt and black pepper, you know, stuff like that go into. Well, the beer. it seems like you could just come up like try what is um, this beer tastes like if I throw a a dill pickle in it. Sure. You know, and just taste it, and it's like yeah, that flavor works. Now let's try and amp it up and actually get it infused rather than just kind of adjuncted. Yeah. I suppose it, that's that's the level I'm at is trying that trying it like that. But the, the things I've seen, it's like yeah, doing sour, like kettle sours or Berliner Weisses or whatever, like sour styles. See, the, the sours, like, they, there's only been two that I've actually liked, and I thought that, well, okay, this, this thing... The sour is actually at a level that I think is interesting to the beer. And maybe I've just shied away because I had a bad experience the first couple times. But literally, it tasted like stomach acid in my beer. Somebody threw this beer up, and now I'm drinking. That's <laughs> not what I want. Yeah, I've, I've never had one where I was like, yeah, that was awesome. I should get another one. It's I've, I can understand how, why, how or why some people might dig it. You know, if you're the type of person that, like, drinks pickle juice. I love pickles. I would never drink pickle juice. You know, that's not me. I can't do it. Yeah. I've had tons of friends that can do it, and they love it. Do you know how thirsty you'd have to be? 
it would just make you more thirsty because you're just <laughs> drinking a ton of salt. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like, yeah, I'm super thirsty. I'm going to go open my mouth when a giant ocean wave crashes into me, and that, yeah, that's how I'll get hydrated. <laughs> throw some dill yeah, in there. Yeah, throw some dill in the ocean. There you go. Um, I think that that one song was originally going to be that. It was like, dill by the ocean. And then they switched it to cake because they thought it would appeal to young girls. Because <laughs> they don't like dill. They girls like, are eating, they're not eating They pickles. like cake. They're not, you know, they're not doing dill so much anymore. <laughs> Total segue here, but... Yeah. Have you ever noticed when you go into some convenience stores that they have freaking bagged pickles? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, it's always like a really weird phallic name. Like it's, always, it's like Fat Miss, Mama Pickle. Right, right. You know, like, Big hard ass pickle yeah. or whatever. It's huge like, dick guy pickle. <laughs> <laughs> huge, huge dick shaped sour thing for your mouth. <laughs> what? Dildo I, pickles. I, how many people are like flying in to the, you know, the Quick know. Mart or whatever and trying to. Like, ah, oh, I wonder, wonder if they got any pickles. I'm a, I'm a fan of just like, yeah, you open up the, the, the jar of like Milwaukee's, you know, whatever the brand that we, that there's a ton of at Woodman's like Milwaukee kosher dills or whatever, baby. And you just take a fork and you eat it, you stab a few and you take them out and eat them. Like I do that or I get spears and I throw them on a Chicago style hot dog or something like that or. You know, right? But I'm not the, you know, yeah. I'm gonna go buy not the convenience store. I'm gonna kinda. go buy a porn dick sized fucking pickle, <laughs> and then I'm gonna munch on it like, and that's just my meal. Right. <laughs> as I'm as I'm driving to, I mean, I haven't even put thought to it. Where is that person driving to that just bought a pickle at a convenience in a store? bag? You're gonna open right, a it. Pickle it's in full. a bag that's probably been there for a month. It's a bag full of pickle juice. Um, if he can be nice. Yeah, he was he was barking at the squirrels, and we're doing a doing a show. So, no, that's okay. Come on out. We had the chickens up here. If the chickens can come up here, my Cheap wife can. <laughs> oh, thanks. So pull up a chair. Join us. Thanks for the peanuts, Helen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about quick quick trip pickles. Giant gas station pickles. Is that on now? Yeah. I'll edit it out. If it needs to be. We're just talking about pickles. We're not even talking about beer anymore. We were talking about beer, but then I segued into pickles at the gas station that you see on the counter they're in a bag like a big have big you ever considered buying a giant pickle no yeah who the hell is I was like, who's doing that um, who's who's going to the right who's buying those that it's a viable people that have like a dollar for a dinner yeah it's true they're like a buck or buck fifty yeah but arguably you could probably get I, I bet somewhere there's a jar of pickles it's way more pickle per pound, like at the dollar store. I bet you could get a jar of pickles that's way more pickles. Probably, yeah. You can go to Woodman's, you can get the giant 
that you know whatever i don't know how right the like, restaurant yeah it's like a three gallon juggo jar. pickles yeah you can get those at like and they're they're big they're not it's they're big like a pickle <laughs> it's, it's, it's big big like a pickle are you ticklish i know you're fat i'm skinny <laughs> come on out join us don't be afraid that's all right. We'll then listen. Up here pretty quick. Just listen and be pretty. <laughs> I think we're probably getting there. We're close. getting close. Maybe another five, ten minutes. So why don't we? Um, <laughs> do you do you want to pause it? And I'll go grab a couple of the actual coconuts, and we can sure. kind of do a fresh fresh review on it. Sure. Uh, I'll throw. Should I throw something in there? What's 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 something we've been. I don't know, I'll throw a song in there that's something to do with fruit. I'll figure it out. Or, yeah, coconut. Adjunct. Or black IPA. Kokomo. Black hole sun. <laughs> <laughs> something to do with pickles. There's got to be a song about pickles. We spent just as much time talking pickles as we did beer. It was close. <laughs> but I think, I think we honored it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, that's reflecting enough. Cast a cool <clears throat> shadow puppet the tree's doing of itself. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back. Yep. After whatever. Oh, we're on. Yeah, I just I just fired it back up. All right. So So John went and filled the glasses with his offering to the to the show today. Uh in fitting fitting with our theme of conversation, not pickles, but adjunct and coconut. Uh, this is the porter we were talking about. There's, it's weird. It's got like almost like a rusty metal smell. I, I'm not. I'm picking up on the coconut a little bit, but not. This is gonna, it sounds a little morbid and weird, but like almost blood, kind of like a. Yeah, well, I, iron rusty. Sure. Rusty metal is gonna smell like that, but it's weird. I've never. But it's definitely more sweet coconut. That's the first thing I smell when I smell it. It's not like suntan lotion or something like that but it's like it smells like if you I mean honestly if you if you bit into oh, yeah. a mounds if you bit into a mounds bar and then after you and then just took a whiff of that coconut filling that's what it smells like and then if you bled on it <laughs> yeah and then yeah if you figured out your gums were bleeding after that bite that's <laughs> a coconut jab right into that gingivitis spot uh huh that is very good. I gotta say, I, I like yours a little bit more than mine. Well, the, the whole grain bill on this is an interesting one. And in that I, w I was manipulating um, a, cl a clone of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald or Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, you're telling me about that. And so that was my, my recipe. And when I went in there... I think that the guy, because I ordered it online and then went in just to pick it up, and the guy said, do you know that I have a clone of the Edmund Fitzgerald? And I was like, he must have saw what I ordered and back, you know, somehow back researched what, because yeah, yeah. he couldn't have just brought that up as small talk. Oh. Well, yeah, I just know recipes, all of, like, tons of clone recipes you know by heart when i hear it over the phone or whatever yeah right and that's the second time it's he's done that yeah that i was i was looking for a spotted cow 
And then he he was like, you know, I have a spotted cow clone. I was like, what? And then this time, the second time. So it was, I mean, that was the, the porter I was shooting for, which is not a very sweet porter. I mean, I, I like it. I would say it's a stout, and I think you commented last yeah. time that this is more of a stout than a porter. If you had to, if you made me, if you completely blind just handed me this and said, hey, what kind of beer is this? Try and grade it, tell me the style, all that sort of stuff. I'd be like, well, I'd hold light up to it, and I'd do it. I'd taste it, mouthfeel. It's definitely, I mean, all stouts are porters, but not all porters are stouts, and this is definitely on the stout yeah. edge of the porter spectrum. I agree, opinion. and I agree that um, I think that the um, Edmund Fitzgerald, the actual one, is probably more of a stout than a porter. American porters are more stouty. I know right. that. I mean, pretty much everything American in beer is just bigger, more, you know. Right. All, yeah. If you make a hammer, we'll make a bigger one and hit ourselves yeah. with it. You're a pussy. Double IPAs. <laughs> Super bitter. Nine percent. Drink six of them. Drive home. Don't Scottish be a Ale? pussy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I drink, I, I drink Everclear and maple syrup. <laughs> I'm not even Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> but this is incredible. This is, I mean, I think it might be, like you're saying, that surface area thing got me, got the, the old wheels are turning in my brain, in my gourd. Do you, do you pick up on that, like, post-coconut vanilla moment? Oh, sure. It's, like, I got weird. it in mine as well. Like, that vanilla just kind of, it's not, you didn't put it in there. But it's there somehow, just like that coconut jiving with the maltiness or something like that. And it's, did you do a batch that didn't have coconut in it? Because no. there, it is not there at all. No, I that haven't. If you, it's all from the coconut. Huh. It, it's so strange. And then I was like, you know, I was kind of snacking on the, the toasted. Just I thought, okay, what's this going to bring? At, at, before I was putting it, putting it in, and there was no nothing vanilla e about it at all it was just like coconut i get kind of like a kind of a, a half of a kind of sort of i'm reminded of this like ethiopian coffee that i have that has like a it's a lighter roast coffee that has like a more of a fruity berry flavor okay i'm getting that yeah 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 and I, you know on occasion i get a hint of that in my in, in my stouts and I know and it comes you're... from the roasty coffee kind of thing going on. I like light roast coffees for that reason. I like the, the fruitiness that you kind of get out of those roasts. See, I, I don't. I think that means that the coffee's been lazy. It just didn't stay in the roaster long enough. <laughs> I don't like gay coffee, so I don't <laughs> like fruity coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of going with a little bit of a Beavis and Butthead. Oh yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah. Let's let's never do that. Yeah, Beavis and Butt that was there was a time and a place and it was firmly seated in the nineties for Beavis and Butt. Right. Um And unbelievably it was funny for five minutes, but they made it like I don't know, the show was on for like five years. It was things like that. It was like I can't believe stuff like that was so sacrilege where it was like there was all this I remember just like, just all, it was like, 
it's over. It's over for the youth of the nation. It's done. Beavis and Butthead, it's done. They're right. done. They're toast. We're screwed. They're all going to be dumb stoner kids scratching their balls while they make cheeseburgers at McDonald's or something. Like, yeah. that was, and it was like this pariah. Wait, well, hold was, on. Look where we are. Well, I mean. Those, pariah. those people are the voters <laughs> that have put us in the, well, the position that. We may or may not be in, depending on your point of view. (laughs) 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 Oh, damn it. I just remember how, like, I mean, (laughs) you go back and you watch some of the stuff with, like, Beavis and Bloodhead, it's like, they were just, like, making fart jokes and, like, hitting each other, and that was like, this is the death of innocence for children. You know, like, or South Park was like... Uh, you know, a, a kid dies in a crazy accident every episode, and somebody gets called a bastard because of it. And it's like, this is it. It's over. This is even worse than the last one. You know, like, <laughs> and it's like you go back and you watch that. It's like the stuff that was so, like, edge of the. You know, like kids can't. You don't let your kids watch it. It's the worst thing ever in 1998. And I go back and I watch it. And it's like this is like stupid. <laughs> this is this is not even right. I mean, it could be just because the the envelope has been pushed, but I mean, right? That was that was the front of the the icebreaker boat. It was. It's crazy to think that that was what was like edgy, edgy material, like somebody barfing and calling somebody a bastard, you know, in 1998 or something. Right. Like, well, the, go back to like 1968 and and look at Leave It to Beaver. Yeah. Know, yeah. Hey, like, Dad, I'm gonna go down to the river and 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 skip rocks. As long as you're not doing it with a black guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Watch, watch out. Don't fall in. Be careful. Take take Whitey with you. That was actually a character in the show. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Do what the police tell you. Vietnam is a great. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> Three square meals, drink lots of milk. A lot of that stuff. But I don't know. anyway, digression. Talk beer. This no. is a great. It's a. I mean, talk beer until beer starts talking. Until beer starts doing the talking for you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is a. It's a wonderful beer. Like I said, flirting with that stout line. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think the first time I bought it and had it and thought, oh, that. Fitzgerald is great. Porter? Yeah. It's it's a great stout. It feels way too... I mean, because I always think of it in terms of Guinness is a stout. This is way thicker, way right. heavier. Yeah, it's, way, yeah, way more body than... Way more yep. body. Pro- it's definitely got a higher ABV than Guinness. You know, it's... I mean, it's... Yeah, it's not, it's not killing it, but, I mean, like, it is. It's more than... More than Guinness, but it's not like, well, Guinness is 4.6 and this is 7.4. Yeah. This is this is in the fives. Probably five, 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 eight, somewhere in there. Yep. That's about what mine end, ends up being. So, I mean, Guinness is like the, the Miller Lite of stouts, but still it's a stout. You know, it's considered a stout. And it's, I mean, so if you're measured up against that, you know, kind of the most tried and true, oldest version of a stout that we have that is 
you know, recognized globally right. or whatever, you know, like, if you measure this against that, this is way more stout than that. So, it's, I mean, I had a conversation with a guy about stouts the other day because he was saying that he did, really didn't like Guinness. He doesn't like Guinness, so he doesn't like stouts. I'm like, you just haven't had a good stout. If Guinness is your only example of a stout that you've ever tried. That's nice. Sorry. It's, this is, yeah, this is gorgeous. It's... I was thinking Guinness when I put it to my lips. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was like that coconut went, wow, I got a lot more flavor. Yeah, when you drink a Guinness, it's like, where is the flavor? And, and I mean, it's a, it, you know, it's I, I would have to, like, tip my hat as a brewer to people who brew Miller Lite and someone who brews Guinness. That's We've talked that, about it before. Right. They're the, getting the, everything they can out of as little as they can. Right, and know? it's clean. Yeah. And Guinness is, it's a super clean and it's mouthfeel. That's what they got going for. I mean, it's like, their mouthfeel is unbelievable. It's like, what is that? It's like... It's beer gas. How do you... you know it's because they were the first ones, or I don't know if they were the first, but they really kind of started screwing around with mixing the nitro. nitrogen and yeah. yeah. So, they, it's trademarked. They're like proprietary mix that goes into Guinness. It's like X, it's like... 70% CO2 to 30% nitro or something, and that's how you get that, like, Cool Whip-style head on there. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's great. Just the the beer feels thicker. Yeah. But then it's, it's like, it doesn't... It's not thicker because there's a ton of ingredients involved. Right. It's thicker because of their proprietary gas mixture that is wonderful. And I think... I was thinking in my head the other... Or, like, maybe even earlier today. I don't know. I think about beer all the time. But I was thinking earlier today, like, the thing that's just keeping Guinness going is, like, A, they've been around forever. It's like, what, three, four hundred years they've been doing it? Yeah, over 9,000. Yeah, so they've been doing it a while. B, I mean, it is, it's an accessible stout. Like I said, it's like the Miller Lite of stouts. It's not, if you, if, if you can get behind a stout, it's the one that's... I mean, at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot going on there. And then also then the, the, the beer gas. The, that mouthfeel is unmatched. That mouthfeel is, you can only get it. Yep. And especially when you get a great Guinness pour at a bar, somebody who knows how to do it. Yep. You know, it, it, I mean. Yeah, and you pull back that full pint, and you just pop that, and it's almost like frosting. Yeah. The, the head and is like head frosting. And head just stays on it right. all the way down. <laughs> and, you know, you have your first sip, and it's like, wow, it's like. That's like a milkshake thickness yeah. in my mouth. And I like, mean, I talk shit about Guinness for being the Miller Lite of Stouts, but when you know you get a good one, it's somebody who knows how to pour it, and it, you know, it's it's a wonderful beer drinking experience. Yep. So. Well, and another segue. Right up in that bedroom, I'm pointing up from my deck to that bedroom. On my dresser, I have a piece of wood about that long, and it's actually a floorboard from the Guinness plant that used to be open in England for oh, yeah, the last like one in England. 150 years or whatever and then they closed it and pulled their central back to, to Ireland but um, so the my brother-in-law worked there for years mm-hmm. and so they had all of the hops in this room and they had hardwood floors and hardwood walls and they would literally just empty the truck in through like a window 
because that's what they did for years, but it was horse-drawn carts. They would oh, just yeah, shovel yeah. it in. So they would just, like, tip this dump truck in and shovel it in. And so he got some of the hop room floor uh, wood, and he redid his whole house with it when they wow. shut the plant down. It's awesome. It's amazing. That's and he did it. super cool. And it's, like, pieces of wood like this long. And he did his whole floor, like, and it's all herringbone. Oh, that's awesome. And... And he refinished it all, but he gave me a piece of unfinished that he still had left in the shed. And it smells more like oil to me than hops, but he's like, you can still smell the hops on it. What kind of hops does Guinness use? Like, like Fuggle, probably? Oh, yeah, an EKG, I would guess. It's probably... I don't know, maybe not even that. I mean, it's got to be some sort of English noble. Right, and, I mean, they're talking about a dump truck load of hops but that would do that's like that's all we need for a year yeah I was gonna they'd, say they'd yeah, have like a, a huge swimming pool size vat and <laughs> yeah, throw like, two handfuls I was in say, yeah just sprinkle in a couple of leaves so, but yeah that's it that's all we need for Guinness there we go but yeah this this porter porter in quotation um it's got a great snail trail on it tipping it back and forth lots of protein in there it has it has all the great things. That, I don't. I think it's a mistake to call it. It's, this is a. Let's just call it. Let's call it spade a spade here. It's coconut stout. Coconut stout. There porter. Porter stout. Yep. Stout porter. It's still a porter, but it's a stout porter. And I think that, like I said, that it lends more of that co- Like the one, it's more of that coffee. I get a lot of coffee along with the coconut, and that those two things I really. As like. I'm getting down, I'm agreeing with you, but like when my first few sips, it was like, I was, vanilla was the big thing. I think that's what we were talking about earlier. Like those, early on in my keg, it was coconut like crazy, punching me in the face. But you're getting down to like maybe it's. Is <laughs> your your friends or your wife punching you in the face? That's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's got to be something to it. It just must wane after a little while. There's like a hot spot where it's like, here it is. This is as hot as it's going to be. Drink it up as quick as you can. Right. And then it just, it wanes after a little while. And, you know, I wonder what methods are taken and what sort of things like because you know we had those like that city lights version that was extremely coconutty out of a can like if you just can it in that hot spot or that sweet spot like right. does it does it seal it in or but you know I, I don't think that um i didn't think that i i got the coconut essence as much as like it's like i could it's like i could almost taste like do I have a piece of coconut on my tongue? Kind of. Here, but it's not like overbearing the beer, but it's that like that pronounced, but it's not like I said, it's not overtaking the beer. Where theirs was like fuck you coconut. No, <laughs> yeah. but like uh yeah, here's coconut coconut um extract. Extract. And yeah. so you it's just like, yep. Yeah, that's definitely coconut, but it's not like God, that's fresh coconut. There's definitely a difference from there. I definitely agree with you. I like, mean, your beer, the, yours was the first one that I had, and that was like, maybe I should try some adjunct stuff. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'm being a little bit too... Uh, coconut lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, 
I think there's a bit of that, that's a, that's a a good conversation that like a virtue in sort of like staying steadfast to like the the Reinheitsgebot sort of thing. Like no, it's just it's just malt, water, you know, hops and yeast. You know. And there's a lot of fun you can have with all those and ingredients you can for do, sure. You can do but. tons of shit, but there's I mean. Why I've always looked at it as like why limit yourself? But then also at the same time I get like snooty about like why did you hand me a beer that's purple and tastes like a you know right. tastes like blueberry pancakes? I, you know it's like I, I don't want that. I, I, I it needs to be beer first. It's got it's got to be beer first. Right. <laughs> Have you tried my new uh, guava raspberry nut hair beer? Yeah. It's like that that should never <laughs> don't do that. This beer tastes like it's pubes and lemonade or something, you know. Like I, like, I don't know why those. Like, mm, but it's it's got just a, the the right amount of cod liver oil in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. The, it's the runnings from a can of sardines. <laughs> but the second runnings, <laughs> filtered, <laughs> distilled through through. Through a spring water rinsed filter. Charcoal filter. Yeah. I don't know. It's beer. I mean, I'm totally like, I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, uh, yeah, that's not beer. That's shaking a, you know, shaking a stick. Like, you know, that's not beer. (laughs) I remember back in the day. Yeah. When beer only had, you know, like, I'm not. Three colors. Yeah. Red, white, and blue. (laughs) Yeah. That used to be a beer, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it was the cheap version of Pabst. It was the Anheuser or the Bush. The Bush version of PBR. Yep. 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 Which PBR is wonderful. I love PBR. It's a great beer. That's a great version of uh, American Cream Ale. Even though it's, yep. I think it's the it's the premium lager, but there's so much corn in it. Right. You know, same thing with Old Style. Same thing with. Uh, I thought Old Style was rice. Nope. The, I thought that was hit hard with rice. I think it's they you they do a little bit of a little bit of everything in old style, if I'm not mistaken. There's But they there was recipe change and I don't care what anybody says. I remember when being a old style drinker in the mid eighties, it was like bam, all of a sudden the recipe just changed and it was right after they were they were bought out when it was just brewed in lacrosse. And wow, that's an interesting topic. We should sometimes, sometime do a show on uh, the brewery that is in Lacrosse that was shut down after they were bought out. Hmm. Lacrosse has a, a great kind of beer history. Yeah, it's a great beer town. Um, there's a bar in downtown Lacrosse that has like 120 beers on tap. Um, I went there and. Was, I was in lacrosse for a concert probably like 10, 12 years ago at this point, but I had a, I had more fun at that bar than I had at the concert. Just yeah, just all just 120 beers on tap. You guys are fucking insane, and I love it. Like right. this is amazing. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> see, that's dangerous to me because it's like, how many could I try tonight? Like 20. How many of these lines could I get through a co- six yeah. of these? Yeah. Or, I mean, would that be wise? It's a reason to spend a week in lacrosse. Right. <laughs> And then, <laughs> the nice thing is, is like the uh, 
the liver clinic is not too far away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cross is a great beer town. Uh, lots of beer distribution and stuff out of that town, too. You can go into Rochester and go to the Mayo Clinic, and they can cure your liver disease. Yeah. Did, I thought Leo came out here. He is. is he, I think he's, he's out here somewhere. He's posted up, keeping watch over there. All right, what do you say? Wrap it. I think we might wrap it up. Let's see how long we went. Oh, sure. Another 20 minutes. So, um, same rigmarole. There we go. That's a hard one to say when you've had a couple beers. Is it rigmarole or rigmarole? That was roll. I always thought it ended in W. Oh, oh God. (laughs) That's just like, no. All right. Now we're, all right. Show over. We're done. (laughs) Text Text us at... Six one five eight nine seven. <laughs> no, uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff. Uh, whatever, whatever platform. Whatever you're listening rigmarole. To yeah. Love, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, follow whatever, whatever, whatever thing you're listening to this on. Do the do something that supports the show in whatever way you can. That'd be nice. Um, got an email, kind of my pod at gmail.com you got beers that you feel like we should try and drink because um, we're not just doing homebrew all the time homebrew is more fun for us but we're also extremely open to craft so if, or you know whatever you got send us or not craft or yeah give <laughs> us your ideas yeah yeah whatever you got give it yeah shoot us something. we're dumb you're smart tell us what we should drink even if you send me an email that's just the n-word over and over and over again <laughs> i'd be happy i've said that before on a podcast just that, that somebody's listening and then they, had to, they just sent me i don't care i mean it's it's nice to get a little bit of feedback every once in a while i'm gonna do this either way because this is nice just to at least catalog a conversation with a friend about something you like talking about because it's just at least it's a it's a record of a good time you had yeah, and I don't know if you could tell on occasion, we might have forgot there was a mic here. <laughs> <laughs> so did the chickens. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Shoot us an email, kind of my pod. And um, if this isn't nice, I don't know what is. I don't is. know what is. John doesn't know what is either.